1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to a Monday episode of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, here for another Let's Ride podcast that runs every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, every single morning at 5 a.m. Eastern time. You can check it out whenever you'd like. If you miss one, you can always go back and check those out as long as you follow us on our audio platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers, Behind the Steel Curtain, whatever you have to do, subscribe follow so that you do not miss a thing and as I always say it's not just my show my ride or die crew is as loyal as I get and I love and appreciate every single one of you out there listening but there's also shows like Dave Schofield, staff geek that runs every Thursday there's the live mic with Mike Michael Beck on Tuesday morning and then we have all of our PM shows the hangover the scobro show the Steelers preview the curtain call Friday Night Six Pack with Tony, the Touchdown Under podcast, Tales from 2 a.m., all of it. There literally is so much Steelers content for you here. Uh, If if you're someone that just loves the Steelers and not just loves them like I love them during the season and I like to watch them, but you love the Steelers to the point where you want to hear all about the Steelers all the time, then I can't say that this is going to be anything that you wouldn't love. And on top of that, behind the should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We are an extension of that website and we have had some great great days recently, not not for the best reasons. We'll put it that way. We're going to talk about that today. But ultimately because we are pretty much we're pretty quick on the on the latest news, so make sure you check us out for all of that behind the Okay, today Monday, happy Monday everyone. I hope you're getting ready for a great week. I decided to talk about uh, a couple things. Okay, so the first, the the, the headline of this first segment at least is the Steelers are far from done making moves. I honestly 100% believe that with all of my being. I don't think there's any chance that the Pittsburgh Steelers, after all that happened, and we're going to recap everything, that they're just going to sit back and say, all right, guys, that was good. We're done. We're done. We're done. Good job. Good job. Tip of the cap to you. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I really don't. And there's multiple reasons why I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, A a lot of it is out of necessity, but a lot of it is just because I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are still looking at themselves as a team that could potentially do some damage. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm already seeing from this team so far this new league year. I like what I'm seeing. I like what the organization's doing. And I'm going to be honest. You want a bold prediction right now? I told this to my dad who was in town. Um, We we were moving this weekend, which, by the way, you don't ever realize how much junk you have. And I say junk, and I'm being 100% honest. Now, I have five children of my own, and we have accrued so much junk I'm sick. I'm I'm so tired from moving. But I was talking to my dad and I said, you want to know a bold prediction? Cause he's a big Steeler fan as well. I said, do you want to know a bold prediction? He said, sure. Give it to me. The St- I said, the Steelers are going to win double digit games in 2021. And I said, now they could it might just be 10, it, but that's double digit wins. I, I do think that this team is going to be really good. I think they're going to be really competitive and no. I don't think that the Steelers are done making moves. But before we get talking about what could happen, and in the second segment of this podcast, I'm going to talk about team needs and if they've changed after the first week of free agency, I want to talk about what happened and then we can address what, what what's going to happen moving forward. So let's start with the players that left. And we know all these names. We're just going to rehash real quick. So Bud Dupree, he takes his talents to Nashville. The Tennessee Titans give him a multi-year deal. Mike Hilton. He stays within the AFC North, but goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) I just got the shivers thinking about that. Nonetheless, Mike Hilton's there. Tyson Alawalu. That was kind of the gut punch we talked about that on Friday. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt Filer goes to the LA Chargers. So those are the players that were free agents for the Steelers that left. Then there's the Steelers that came back. The the, The free agents for the Steelers that they and then the big news was on Friday when Juju Smith-Schuster, who no one thought that the Steelers could bring back. No one thought. I put out a poll, and it was pretty much 50-50. But I felt like on Thursday when I put that poll out on Twitter, you can follow me, by the way, at Hartman underscore P-I-T. When I put that poll out there, I, I felt like a lot of the fan base was like, well, you know what, Jeff? I mean, the longer this goes, I feel like he could come back. If you would have polled the same the same people that voted, and there was well over 1,000 votes on this, poll on Twitter, I felt like if I would have pulled the same exact people right as free agency was beginning or just prior to, it would have been a resounding, he's not coming back. That's what I honestly feel. And the longer it took and the more you saw other wide receivers going off the market because they were finding a home and Juju was sitting there like, uh, guys, hello, I'm right here. Like I've been a really good player since I came to the league. Why isn't anyone signing me? But Juju Smith Schuster comes back. He comes back. And so those are the players that they were able to retain Sutton Banner, Smith Schuster, and Wormley. And I do think, by the way, that the Chris Wormley signing is going to really help ease the blow of losing Tyson Aluwalu or Alulu, however you say his name. I've always said Alualu, but I guess it's Alualu. My apologies. Nonetheless, a lot of people don't like Wormley. They don't think he's going to be as good. Just keep this in mind, folks. When They signed Tyson Alulu when they, he was a free agent after his rookie contract with the Jaguars. Everyone thought, what a waste. This guy is nothing but a a first round bust who wasn't able to live up to his potential in Jacksonville. And he turned himself into a pretty good player. I think Wormley is going to do the same exact thing. He's been in the system. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he can play nose if they need it. He can also be that defensive end, defensive tackle player. I think it's a good signing by the Steelers. Now, they did get some outside free agents. Let's keep that in mind. B.J. Finney, I guess you can call him he's a street free agent. He wasn't an unrestricted free agent, but he was cut, and they signed him. We know that. But recently on Saturday, I think it was, Miles Killebrew, who was with the Detroit Lions, is going to sign a one-year deal with the Steelers. He's a safety, but also a special teams guy, and... We reached out behind the steel curtain to the pride of Detroit and talked to them about Killebrew and said, you know, what are, what are the Steelers getting here like, with this guy? Like, what exactly does he bring to the table? They said, not much as a safety, but as a special teams guy and a leader in the locker room, he's everything you want and then some. So sound sounded like a pretty good pickup. And then Joe Haig, who was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's a very versatile lineman, can play tackle, and can play guard. So... I'm starting to see just by those picks and there's still more to talk about here folks don't get me wrong just from those pickups and then the players leaving I'm looking at this team and I'm starting to see it come together and it reminds me of the major League if you've seen the movie Major League with Charlie Sheen and um, so many great great actors it was I love that movie it's one of my favorite movies of all time and uh Lou Brown who's the manager there's a there's a time when the team's starting to the Cleveland Indians are starting to win games and he looks at his his assistant coach, and he calls him Pepper. And he goes, starting to come together, Pepper. We're starting to come together. That's what I feel like with the Steelers team. I feel like it's starting to kind of take shape. I feel like the Steelers are really starting to kind of figure out how to manipulate the salary cap. They're using void years a lot and things like that. I, I, I kudos to... Omar Khan and Kevin Colbert and all those guys. They they, they know what they're doing. And like I always say, and people kind of ridicule me at times when I say, you got to trust them. You got to trust these guys. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers for a reason. It's because they make good front office decisions. And I think they're doing that again. But there was one wrinkle that happened on Friday. And it was Friday early afternoon. It was right after it was announced that you know, I'm sorry, It's right before it was announced that Juju Smith-Schuster was going to be returning on a one-year deal. Steven Nelson, the Steelers grant Steven Nelson a trade to be traded. So he and his representation, his agent, they're going to be looking for trade partners. And I'm like, what in the, where did this come from? And I'm sure you, the Steeler fan out there, when you saw the article, hopefully at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you thought the same exact thing. Where is this coming from? Why is Steven Nelson so upset? Or why is he so angry that he wants out of town? Well, the more and more you read about it, the more and more you realize that the Steelers basically had to decide between Nelson or Hayden, referring to Joe Hayden, obviously. And it sounds like they chose Joe Hayden. I think this comes down to finances. I really do. I think that they looked at Nelson. They can save more money by getting rid of him. If they had to cut him, they don't want to cut him, I bet. I guarantee you they don't want to cut him. If they can get someone, anyone, to say, hey, we'll trade for him, even if it's a fifth-round pick, if it could be a player that they would covet. I know that our deputy editor, Michael Beck, threw this out there on Twitter, had some great responses, by the way. He said, what if the Steelers... Traded Steven Nelson to the Philadelphia Eagles for Zach Ertz and a six-round pick. I would be okay with that. I would say, you got that's a good trade. The Steelers need a tight end. Ertz would fill that need. And on top of that, you're getting a draft pick. Now the question is, is, is Nelson worth that? I don't know. I don't know if he's worth that. He's played well since he came over to Pittsburgh since 2019. He was the highest paid free agent in Steelers history. And now all of a sudden he's looking for a new home. What kind of trade value does he even offer? I mean, when you think about it, are you just, are you going to get a player for player trade? In other words, maybe they trade him to Philly and Philly sends Ertz to Pittsburgh and that's just it. I don't know. Is it picks? You trade him somewhere that could use secondary help and maybe the Steelers get a fourth round pick for him. I don't know. Or is it a player and picks? I'm not sure what Steven Nelson's trade value is. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to get a trade done. I don't. I think the Steelers are going to have to cut him. And it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen early this week because the Steelers have to be telling people if they're they're fielding calls, they're going to know right away whether he has a a, a market or not. And so when they've – okay, okay where well, this is just it's not going to work out. Maybe they're like it's – you know, it's just one of those situations where we love to get something for him, but we need to clear the cap space, so we're just going to have to cut him. I don't think they're going to get a deal done. I don't think they're going to get a deal done. I think they're just going to have to cut him like they cut Vince Williams and save that salary cap space. So before we get into and bring this full circle and start talking about how I don't think the Steelers are done making moves, let's talk about the salary cap. And we know it's at 182.5. And I refer always, when it comes to numbers, I'm not a numbers guy, uh, to Dave Schofield. And so I went on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. He had his latest salary cap update. Now, in case you didn't know this, he is updating that article every single time the Steelers make a move and those details for the finances of that deal are released. So for instance, B.J. Finney, for whatever reason, his contract numbers have never been released. No one knows how much he's making, at least not yet. So because of that, there's kind of some gray area in these predictions or projections, as I should say. So according to Dave Schofield, the Steelers have approximately $3 million remaining in their cap space so they're in the black by three million dollars uh now they he did mention that you know when they go through the draft they're gonna need an nfl draft you have to allocate so much money to make sure that you can sign your draft picks. And it's a heck of a lot easier now than it was even back in the mid-90s all the way through the early 2000s when these rookies would demand a really, really hefty salary. I think it was Sam Bradford was the last quarterback before the new collective bargaining agreement that got really a ridiculous contract. Um, And then after that is when they started slotting everything so if you're a first round pick here's how much you get here's your potential signing bonus etc so it's easy for them to say 3.2 million is going to be what you're going to need so in other words they're going to need to create more space they can do that once the owners and i think that happens this week i might be wrong it might be next week but it the owners are going to be meeting and they're going to be voting on a 17th game and when they vote on that seventeenth game, it's going to answer a lot of questions from a contract standpoint. This is something Dave Schofield has talked about a lot on his Stat Geek uh podcast, as well as in his written word and articles on the website, that a lot of people, like for instance, restructuring a contract like Stefan to it, you can't do that until you know what the logistics are with that 17th game. Or maybe you want to extend Joe Hayden's contract. You don't have any there's no more, there would be no more gray matter The the front office of the Steelers and all the other teams in the NFL would know exactly what to do, but they're going to make other moves. I'm not sure once they get rid of Nelson in one way or the other, I'm not sure if they're going to be cutting any other players. I just don't see that happening yet. I think they're going to you know, restructure someone like to it. Maybe you give Joe Hayden an extension. You Maybe you throw in. Uh, or maybe you get them a new contract. I'm not sure what the, the legal ramifications are of those type of moves, but still they're going to free up space, but need to find a way to get a veteran center, a veteran center. And I still do believe that and it's, it's become so apparent to me. And yet they've watched a lot of these centers slowly. Just they're off the market. Now, maybe it's because they're, they're asking too much. And I understand that hundred percent you're asking too much. I get it. But nonetheless, you're also thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way they can go into this season with BJ Finney and or JC Hasenauer as their center. But they're going to have to free up space. You think they're done making moves? Think again. I believe that they're just getting started. They're just getting started. They're going to really learn to manipulate contracts. They're going to learn how to say, we'll give you the signing bonus. Your first year's hit is going to be really, really low to make it very cap friendly for us the Steelers and we'll see what happens from there but you got to address those other team needs so what are those team needs that's a good question I'm going to dive into my team needs 3.0 here 3.0 and tell you what I think the highest team need is after the first week of free agency stay tuned to we'll the be right back.
0: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. terms and conditions apply.
1: All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host here on this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. And it's time for me to dive headfirst into team needs. Pittsburgh Steelers team needs, and this is something that I will do multiple times throughout free agency, also throughout you know leading up to the NFL draft. And so you kind of are okay. What have they done? How does this impact things? So right as free agency started, I did my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right after the Steelers season ended and their off season started. They, I did my 1.0, my team needs 1.0. And here's what those were. My top five team needs. Now, just a reminder, these are not just for the draft. These are team needs that could be addressed in the draft or in free agency. So please keep that in mind. So my team needs 1.0. I had quarterback number one. Okay, now, what happened after that? Vance McDonald retired. Marquise Pouncey retired. After Pouncy retired, I did a 2.0. Dave Schofield and I did an entire Let's Ride podcast together where we talked about it, we debated it. Here's what my 2.0 was. That Marquise Pouncy retirement was enough to move center all the way up to the top of my team needs list. All the way to the top. Offensive tackle remained at two. Linebacker moved up to three. Edge was fourth still, and running back was fifth. And that was just because Marquise Pouncey retired. So his retirement bumped quarterback off of the list and center moved all the way up. Now we know Ben's going to come back. They picked up Dwayne Haskins. I've done a lot of shows on him and he is the wild card. Mason Rudolph, they still, are, they still think very highly of him. But after the week that was in free agency, from the legal tampering period to the start of the new league year, what do the team needs look like at that time? So team needs 3.0. Jeff Hartman's team needs 3.0. What are they? Well, here, let's talk about it. Again, reminder, this is not just for the draft. So many people, when they see team needs, they think, oh, he's talking about the draft. No, I'm not. It could be, but I'm also talking about maybe a free agent move. Let's talk about it. Number one, doesn't change since 2.0. Still center. They haven't gone out and made a move. You might say, well, they got Finney. I don't think B.J. Finney is a starting center in the NFL. Well, they have Hassenauer. Ditto. Not a starting center in the NFL. You may disagree with me, and that's your—that's fine. You are entitled to your opinion. I just don't think he is. I would love for them if they can get a center. And I was saying over and over again, everyone's like, oh, I'll get Mark Andrews. I was like, oh, he's going to cost too much money. Give me Alex Mack. That's what I kept saying. Give me Alex Mack. Through the end of his career, he's... Probably got two years left in him. Get that, get him, and then it's going to change everything for the draft. It's going to change everything for the outlook of the team moving forward, but they weren't able to. There's still a couple centers out there. I don't know what their plan is, but they need a center. Really, really bad. I don't think anyone in their right mind wants the Steelers to go into 2021, and we'll assume that it's Ben Roethlisberger's last season. I don't think anyone wants to go into that season with a rookie at center we'll put it that way. Number two, offensive tackle. And so that's the same, that's the same top two as my 2.0, as I have in 3.0, because I honestly think that they need to add depth at tackle. You get Banner for two years, Chooks you have for one more year. And after that, you just don't know what you have. They have, I think, four tackles on their practice or their reserve roster right now. I'm not sold on any of those players. They could turn out, No one thought Alejandro Villanueva would turn out, and he's turned out to be a starting left tackle. Still a free agent, too, by the way. So for me, offensive tackle, and this is a very, very deep offensive tackle class in the draft. I'm not so sure they're going to sign a free agent at tackle unless maybe they keep Alejandro Villanueva if he gives them a really nice hometown discount. Wink, wink. Okay, number three, linebacker. And I had this, so, so far my top three are the same exact from 2.0 to 3.0, but this changed a lot because I had linebacker. I talked about, you know, after the, you know, the 2.0, I had linebacker because I, I thought Vince Williams was, he's getting up there in age and he's just not that athletic and the depth that they don't have there, the position, and we weren't sure about Spillane. Well, Spillane signed his tender, his exclusive rights free agent tender, but then they had to cut Vince Williams. And when they cut Vince Williams, that changes everything. So sure, you have Spillane. You're going to have Bush back. You have Marcus Allen back, and he can slide down. You hope that Ulysses Gilbert third would be there. But I think that this changes a lot. I, I'm not sure about free agency. Maybe they would bring back an Avery Williamson, because I felt that Avery Williamson was a lot like Vince Williams. Vince Williams is a downhill player. He's a tackler. He's a thumper. He's not really athletic, like I just said, but he's serviceable in a certain capacity. He struggles in coverage, just like Vince Williams struggles in coverage. I personally would not be shocked if they did make that move, unless maybe Williamson showed that when he was here in 2020, that it just wasn't worth it. It didn't wasn't a good fit. Remember, they traded with the New York Jets to get him. But I think linebacker has just moved up. I wrote an article about this on, I think it was last week, when I found out the Ravens were parting ways with LJ Ford. Boy, as if they could bring him back, that would be awesome. Because now if you would have LJ Ford, Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Ulysses Gilbert III, and or Marcus Allen and or Antoine Brooks, now all of a sudden your inside linebacker depth is not that big of a deal. Now all of a sudden when you go into the NFL draft, you're not looking at having to to take a linebacker early. It changes everything. You don't get Ford, and I think that's still on the table. But the linebacker is number three. Now, I flipped the next ones because I think the the longer I wait, the more I write, the more I study about these upcoming prospects, and I think about how the Steelers are going to handle this position. I think it's going to go to the draft, and that's running back. I have moved running back up to four because I think the Steelers absolutely are going to think about taking a running back in the first round. Do I agree with that? Maybe not so much. But I do think the Steelers are probably looking to target one of the big three at 24. And I do think one of the big three, at least one of the big three, is going to be available at pick number 24 in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Who are the big three? Well, Najee Harris of Alabama, Travis Etienne of Clemson, and Javante Williams of North Carolina. I think those are the big three. Now, I think there's going to be one of them going to be taken earlier. I think the Steelers are going to have their pick. If they want to go running back, they're going to have their pick. And I do believe that one of those two players, whoever's available, like I said, if one of them's gone, there's going to be two available. If the Steelers are smart, they make that move. Some are saying Javante Williams could fall to the second and they might be there when the Steelers pick in the 50s. I don't think he's going to be there. I would hate to see them think that they can just sit back and wait and he'll be there and then he's gone and they're stuck and they're stuck with a running back core of Benny Snell Jr., Jalen Samuels, Anthony McFarland, and some other guy that they get. That would be the worst case scenario. So in my opinion, running back has moved up. They need to find a running back. And I think it's going to be one of those big three. Wouldn't be shocked at all, and honestly, I wouldn't be upset either. If you know, some people say you don't want to draft a running back in the first round. Okay, I understand what you're saying because there's a lot of times where you, you look at Ezekiel Elliott, you look at Saquon Barkley. Those are the most prominent, newest, younger first round overall uh, you know, first round picks uh, in running the running back position. But honestly, to me, if you were to get someone like Najee Harris, even he's a big back, runs hard. If you have him for five years and you're saying, I just don't think he has what it's left anymore, then you let him go. You have five years because you have the 50-year option with a first-round draft pick. I don't see the risk there as much as other people. Running backs rarely get the second contract, and that's okay. That is okay. Sometimes the Steelers have to play it smart and have to think more short-term rather than long-term. Running back is a position that has a lot of turnover now. You don't have the Jerome Bettis that is in one location for a decade. You just don't. It just doesn't work out. Not at that position, at least. So that's why I have running back at four. I think it's a need, and I think they are going to address it. Lastly, number five, edge, pass rusher, whatever you want to call it, outside linebacker. I think the Steelers have to go and find themselves another outside rusher. TJ Watt is phenomenal and he's going to get paid. I like Alex Highsmith. I don't want anyone to listen to this thinking, boy, Jeff's kind of down on Highsmith. I thought he'd be able to step right in. I do think Highsmith's going to be able to step right in, but they need to find a third pass rusher. They need an Alex Highsmith for Alex Highsmith. When Dupree and Watt were pass rushing this past season and then they could bring in Highsmith, boy, was that a luxury. They were able to get a guy, and Highsmith is good at rushing the passer, and you're going to see even more from him this season, but Ola Adenye, who I was really high on, by the way, the Steelers are not, they said, we're not going to give him a tender. doesn't mean they're not going to bring him back, but at the same time, they're saying, look, we're not going to give you a tender, it's going to cost too much money. You can go ahead and see if you can fit somewhere else, and maybe if not, we'll give you a call. Ola Adenye, who as a rookie showed a lot of promise, has really kind of dropped off. They need to find a player who can rush the passer, maybe even just be a pass rushing specialist at times. They don't have to be super athletic. Get after the quarterback. Think about Bill Cowher hitting Greg Lloyd on the shoulder pads. Rush the passer. That's what the Steelers need, and I'm sure that they can find that in the draft. I don't think they need to do it early. They can find a couple players that are kind of moldable. They, They can Get them accustomed to the system and maybe just find at least one player who can come in and rush the passer and be that rotational guy for Watt and Highsmith. Have to be able to rush on both sides. The Steelers recently have been okay Uh, in past years just having three outside linebackers. They've done it before. They don't like to do it, but they've done it before. They have to find some depth at edge, and that's why it finds itself in the top five. So if you're noticing, like, Jeff, where's quarterback? I don't have it on the list again. I kept it off for the thir- for a second straight time. I just think with Ben coming back, Haskins there, Rudolph. You look at the class that is coming up. I still would be 100 okay with them trading up and getting a quarterback. Wouldn't wouldn't be angry at all, unless it's Mac Jones. <laughs> but I digress. Um, uh, but outside of that, I look at this and say, you know what? I-, I think these are their team needs. Their top team needs. Quarterback might be six. Might be right on the cusp, but that's what I have right now as we sit here on this Monday, March twenty second. Quick reminder for everyone out there before we call it a show: Tuesday night, Tuesday night. I'm I, that's when I've been doing my live Let's Ride Mailback Mailbag episode. Yeah, if you've been gone since the Steelers season ended, the Steelers mailbag that I did on Let's Ride went from a segment to an entire show. And so I will still put out on Twitter. Hey, you got any questions for the mailbag? And my ride or die career has been on point every single week since I started this. But for those that are iOS users, and it's my, I apologize. It's not my doing. It's only on iOS right now. You need to go onto the locker room app, download it. It's totally free. Create an account. Follow me at J Hartman underscore P I T. That's H A R T M A N underscore P I T. And then Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, I will go live on Locker Room. We will talk about the Steelers. I will answer your questions. It has been a lot of fun. And I will also answer, in between my callers, I will answer questions from Twitter. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, you might notice it's the same handle as my Locker Room, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, and Locker Room. Get the Locker Room app and join me on Tuesday night it is going to be a blast. Is there's going to be a lot to talk about? If you have questions, bring them. I'll give you my best opinion. Doesn't mean it's the right answer, but I'll be sure to answer every single person that joins me. It's been a great time. I've enjoyed this episode. Buckle up, fans, because it's only going to get. It's like a roller coaster ride. There's going to be more moves made. At Behindthesteelcurtain.com it should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. As always wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or behind the steel Curtain, so that you don't miss a thing. As we always finish it out, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great Monday. I'll see you on Wednesday or Tuesday night on the Locker Room app. Take it easy. Go Steelers.